Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. The glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all of their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> o Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for it becometh well the just to be thankful. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing praises unto him with the lute and the instrument of ten strings. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing praises lustily unto him with a good courage. For the word of the Lord is true, and all his works are faithful. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together, as it were upon a heap, and layeth up the deep as in a treasure house. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Stand in all of him, all ye that dwell in the world. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught and maketh the devices of the people to be of none effect, and casteth out all uh, casteth out the counsels of princes. The counsel of the Lord shall endure forever, and the thoughts of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord Jehovah, and blessed are the folks that he hath chosen to him to be his inheritance. The Lord looketh down from heaven, and beholdeth all the children of men, from the habitation of his dwelling, he considereth all them that dwell on the earth. He fashioneth all the hearts of them, and understandeth all their works. There is no king that can be saved by a multitude of an host, neither is any mighty man delivered by much strength. A horse is counted but a vain thing to save a man, 
neither shall he deliver any man by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, and upon them that put their trust in his mercy. To deliver their soul from death, to feed them in the time of dearth. Our soul hath patiently tarried for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have hoped in his holy name. Let thy merciful kindness, O Lord, be upon us, like as we do put our trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 25th chapter of the book of Isaiah. O Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. For you have made a city a ruin, a fortified city a ruin, a palace of foreigners to be a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore the strong people will glorify you. The city of the terrible nations will fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, for the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. You will reduce the noise of aliens, as heat in a dry place, as heat in the shadow of a cloud. The song of the terrible ones will be diminished. And in this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wines on the lees. And he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God and my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. Mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scoured the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel. He promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, 
Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the King of glory, who hast exalted thine only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph, unto thy kingdom in heaven, we beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us thine Holy Ghost to comfort us, and exalt us unto the same place whither our Savior Christ is gone before who liveth and reigneth with thee and of the same Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Grant we beseech the Almighty God that like as we do believe thy only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who have ascended into the heavens, that we may also in heart and mind thither ascend, and with him continually dwell, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. The merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of the only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, welcome. Just a couple of thoughts on tonight's lessons. First lesson comes from Isaiah 25, and it starts out with this scene of God conquering a, a 
what's described as a, a fortified city. And God lays waste to it. And what this does is it demonstrates the power that God has. And if we look through the whole passage that we read tonight, verses 1 through 9, it, it kind of talks about God saving his people. Um, and, 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 and in one sense, the way that Israel knew God to save his people was to deliver them um, into military victories against their political enemies uh, in, in the region of the Promised Land. And a lot of their fights did include fortified cities, such as Jericho, um, in which, you know, the, the, the Israelites were successful because God delivered them. They didn't actually would have succeeded on their own. Uh, this is something that I think that ancient Israel forgot, is that uh, their military victory was, was solely through the power of God, and, and it really didn't have anything to do with with them as uh, a military, you know, society. Um, we look at David's victory against Goliath, and David was uh, not not to say anything against him, or that, that you know he wasn't um, because he you know he was a strong competitor, having killed lions and bears. But the the reason he won was his faithfulness to God, and and that is why he stood up against the Philistine was that was that this uncircumcised Philistine offended God's people. And so through faithfulness to God, God delivers them into these military victories. But as this goes on, um, it, it talks about how he defends the poor and the people who are on the base of society, those that are not in power, those that don't have the means to defend or protect themselves. And it shows that God you know, likes these juxtapositions where uh, I think a common theme of, of something that God likes to do is he likes to, um, you know, exalt the humble and to bring down the proud. And this is kind of the thing, like the, the proud fortified city God brings down and the people that trust in him, the people that don't have much, uh, the people that are faithful in what they do have, he builds up and he exalts and he reverses those roles. And you see the power of God in that um, it really does take God to be able to do that and to reverse the, the roles from a fortified, powerful city um, being on top to the, you know, the, those on the fringes of society being moved in that place. But then as we go on further, um, we hear that that uh, God's ultimate act of salvation is the destruction of death, because he will swallow up death forever, and uh, the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. And, you know, St. Saint, Saint Paul describes death as the, the final enemy, and uh, that is the thing that needs to be destroyed. And Jesus does that on with his work on the cross and, and in the resurrection. But... Uh, not only does he destroy death and free us from sin, that's the ultimate salvation, but he also um, is there to comfort us and he is there to wipe away the tears from our faces and and to be there as we go through you know, the trials of life and, and to reward our faithfulness with his presence.
uh, looking at uh, the Acts chapter, the New Testament chapter that we're looking at, Acts chapter three. Uh, I like this chapter a lot. This is one of my uh, one of my favorite ones in Acts, where Saint Peter and Saint John are walking to go to pray at the temple, and it just kind of shows that you know the Holy Spirit has already now descended upon the apostles, and they are now bishops of the church, Peter and John at this moment. But it, it shows just kind of the connectedness of uh, the roots of Christianity with uh, the ancient Judaism. They they are still going to the temple to pray, and it shows that they you know are still connected to their Jewish heritage. Uh, that the temple still does belong to God, who has sent down His Holy Spirit. It is their job to pray to God, and so they're going to go to the temple and do that. And on their way, they see a beggar. Um, a man who is begging because he is in a low estate, he cannot walk. He's a lame, it says he's a lame man. This is, uh, his, uh, his legs, I guess, don't work. And and so he has to rely on the hospitality of others. And Peter and John see him, and they, they say to him, you know, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And th this kind of also shows just kind of like, you know, in the Old Testament passage, the, the ultimate enemy was not the surrounding nations or uh, those who would mil militarily oppress Israel. The ultimate enemy was death. And just as this man here is, is looking for silver and gold, uh, he's looking for a solution to his problem, which is, uh, to be paid um, because he can't work. And so for him, money is the solution. And St. Peter and, and uh, St. John realize that no, money is not the solution. The ultimate solution to your state is, is the Holy Ghost and Jesus. And uh, Jesus, you know, had already established through his ministry that um, a, a healing was linked to a um, a forgiveness of sins and a healing of the soul. The healing of the body was also a healing of the soul. And so, um, you know, what they give him is the name of Jesus Christ, which, you know, is, is, is what brings health to the soul. And that inward state of him is made manifest by his ability to now walk. And, um, and, and in looking for, you know, the answer to his problem being money, um, which is is applicable to everyone uh, at some point of their life or another where money is a real thing that we have to concern ourselves with. And, um, you know, it's a necessity um, of our daily lives. And it's something that we need, you know, to have in order to make it through society. But it's not the ultimate solution. The ultimate solution is faith in God who will provide maybe not monetarily, but will provide for our needs. And just as he has done uh, to this beggar. And it also shows the humility of the church at this time, that they did not have a lot and that God um, made their, their humbleness was made exalted in this sense where they didn't have the means to, to pay this man, but they did have the means to heal him. And uh, one of the, the uh, things that Bishop pointed out a few years ago in one of his Easter sermons, I think three or four, maybe five years ago, um, he, Bishop told this um, 
this story, this legend about St. Thomas Aquinas, who went to go visit the Pope, and the Pope was, you know, counting the money and recording in the ledger the, you know, the accounts of the church. And he points to this pile of gold and he says, look, Thomas, uh, no longer can we say silver and gold, um, I have not. And St. Thomas Aquinas says, it's true, it's true, but neither then can you say, um, rise up and walk. And uh, I, always, I always thought this is a very interesting story and kind of just, um, not to say that money is bad or evil, but it, it does it does mean that God does work miracles through humility. And God, you know, if, if you don't have the means, God will provide them. And so at this point in the church's life, the church didn't have the means and God was able to provide a healing for, for this man. And that's a good thing to kind of keep in mind that, that um, even though I may not have the means to do something, I still am able to pray. I'm still able to rely on God to provide and perhaps maybe even provide a miracle if that's something that I'm praying for. So uh, not that he'll always answer those things, but but it's it's something that, you know, it's it's uh, we're called to do is to rely on him for our provisions. Anyway, just a couple of thoughts on tonight's lessons. We'll uh, continue this evening with the litany for the church and evangelism. You can click on the, the link in the chat bar and read that telesized portions aloud. Uh, we offer this holy, uh, we offer this litany for the church of evangelism this evening to the glory of God uh, for the prayers and intentions of those who are praying with us tonight. We ask that God would uh, send down his, his Holy Spirit to us in a new way on Pentecost this Sunday. We ask that God would strengthen the mission and ministries currently at the Diocese of the Holy Trinity and also the communities that our diocese is working with and that he may open doors for new opportunities of mission and ministry. O God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority. They may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord that it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to hear meekly thy word, and to receive with pure affection, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. It may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are in ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
giving them patience in their sufferings and a happy issue of all their affliction. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorance, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, to mend our lives according to thy holy will. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed, granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech you to hear us, O Lord God, that may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord that it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put it into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord that it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ and to be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on the high on the day of Pentecost, brought the Holy Spirit upon our diocese and the communities our diocese is working with, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare, enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen it and increase the faithful, Visit and relieve the sick, burn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, cover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church. The honor and glory of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Rochelle, for responding and reading tonight. Thank you all for being here. Oh. Mm -hmm. Have a good Wednesday. That was great. Thank Bye. you, Deacon Andrew. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Good. Have a great night. Night. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Where are you, Cheryl? <laughs>